It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Friday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out here on a Friday edition. Boone's trying to get his get his volume right, but uh, but also uh, welcome back in Coach Tony Iruli, uh, back in studio for another another round of it. We had some stories that we didn't get to, so we're going to hit it today. Well, it must be a really slow day in sports if you invited me back one more time. And all that. <laughs> no, be with no. you and the, the the pirate back there. I like you know it looked like he's a. You know, ready to uh, attack the Spanish main or something like that. <laughs> if anybody knows Boone, variety is something he has he, in his head coverings. Excellent, that's an excellent scarf there, by the yeah. way. I didn't want to blind you with the shine, Tony. <laughs> Very impressive. Very <laughs> impressive here. Hey, you got a good haircut there. You know, my little boy wrote about that in his little journal. We motivated him. Yeah. What did he say? I gave Boone a haircut. That's how you know times are slim. Did you? Hey, I was going to say. It's, uh, <laughs> well, hey, see, hey, get, I'll give you about another week. You might be doing mine, too. <laughs> right. I know, right? <laughs> I've literally contemplated it, but my head's shaped just so funny. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm like, it's better to have a mop than nothing. It's just Yeah, yeah. Well, enjoy the hair as long as you can, because when you start getting my age, it starts becoming missing right. quite often. What I tell my wife is, because I'm getting the salt and pepper thing going, yeah. which my dad was like full gray at like 40. So, I really? mean, it doesn't – it won't surprise me, right? Yeah. So, uh, she goes, you're getting gray? Or, yeah. or, and she doesn't want me to dye it, of course, but she yeah. said – now, don't think about dyeing it. I was like, I don't care what color it is as long as it hangs on. There you go. <laughs> Just as long as it's still there. Well, you know, I have some reunions for my high school. And, uh, you know, I guess because of the Italian genetics, whatever, I still have mostly, you know, black and dark hair and all that. All my buddies are either bald or all gray hair and all that. And they, they think that uh, I've been dyeing it. my hair at all. And so I'm or, not going to mention names or anything like that. Yeah, or cover it with a pirate scarf. Or scarf. <laughs> Hey, gray hair is a, a badge of honor in the Bible. You know that, right? Is it really? So you're going biblical on us. Oh. <laughs> I'll take yeah, anything I, mean, I can there's get. A, hey, there's no comeback. Once you go biblical, yeah. I can't, it's like, it's I like, can't yes. disagree. Yes, yes. Especially, End of story. Especially during Easter season. There's no way I could counter that one. Absolutely. And a, and a good Friday at that. So, yes. again, want to kind of hope everybody's, you know – a lot of times the Easter season is time to spend time with your family, but in sure. in these days we've been together for like two weeks, three weeks now. It was kind of strange because you know me being Catholic, uh, you know Carol and I uh, we listened to our church's uh, Holy Thursday Mass uh, on our on our cell phones, right? And uh, I looked at Carol. I said, "Boy, we've come a long ways." Where you know, especially Holy Week, you know, we go to uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday services in preparation for uh, Easter. And here we are, we're sitting down there, and you know, I, I got my earphones listening to the service, and Carol's listening to the service, and, <laughs> and uh, we did a kind of a little little communion with each other and all that, just right. you know, cutting up a piece of bread. But uh, it, it's strange days right now. It really is. Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, I think coming out of it, there could be some, some pretty good coming out of it. But, yeah, Easter season, always something – to yeah, remember, but sure. but Tony, we we talked a lot on on Wednesday, but we we made a list as we left yesterday. Boone and I did as just okay. far as things we talked about after the sure. service 
or after, after the service. service. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a moving moment. Yeah, that's right. It was a service. I don't, it just depends what kind of service you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but but Tony, here's the here's the rundown, and there's some that we'll we'll make sure we're hitting. But sure. here's things we didn't talk about on Wednesday. Uh, you were a big instrument in in the taunting rule, like uh, if they if they yeah. show boat before they get in the end zone, what that looks like. Really want to talk about that. Sure. Uh, there's uh, looks like uh, some old football tape story about Bobby Bowden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a pretty cool one. Sure. Uh, one thing that we we wanted to mention in your playing days, and and we'll hopefully start off with something like this. You only had one home loss in your whole four years at Maryville College. That's right. That's. I mean, we talked about it being some of the better four years in the in the program's history, but I mean, that's that's that next level. Good. Of course, I didn't play in that game. That was my very first game as so, a freshman, so I don't take any responsibility for that. But that, uh, so is that an E six boom? That is that. <laughs> that is so I, awesome. I but no, uh, when uh, uh, you know, I, I came to Maryville in, in nineteen seventy six. They had gone through a zero and nine season. Jim Jordan was the head football coach, and they were in the middle of a transition. And uh, it, where, you know, we had some really good young players in 75. Bob, Robert, you were part of that team. And uh, they just needed to hang in there and develop, which which is what they did. And so we, uh, very first game in during the 76 season, my freshman season, uh, we opened up with Lane College. And I tell you what, the place was packed. Uh, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't Lane. It was uh, Knoxville College. Knox College. Knox College. Yeah. And the place was just absolutely packed. You know, Knox. You know, they had football back then. You know, being in, obviously in Knoxville, and uh, I think they beat us maybe fourteen to thirteen, something like that. Oh wow! But uh, it was just a great, great football game, and uh, that was the only game during my four years that we lost. We uh, oh wow! The, the rest of our my freshmen, sophomore, junior, senior, senior season, we won every single one of our of our home football games, which is a, you know a, a big honor to have something thing on uh, as part of your resume. Tony, one of our best friends was uh, we had a perfect two point play called, and it would have been the game winner. And he's there, and the blocking's about to uh, clear the hole. He made the cut, cuts a little bit too hard, slips and slips falls. and falls down. That's right. Oh. You know, it was, we were going for the two point play. I don't know whether it was a tie or for the win. I, I can't recall what the final score was, but I remember that he slipped and fell down, and you know, you know, he's walking in, uh, but. Uh, but at the same time, that you know, Knox College at the time was a very uh, strong, very uh, dominant uh, program uh, in their division, and so that kind of led us into some really some big games during that '76 season. You know, beating Emory Henry or Hampton Sydney, who was ranked second in the country, uh, beating uh, Millsaps, who was ranked fifth in the country, and that just really gave us great momentum going into that season and through the throughout the next four seasons. And and once you built that a little bit, like once you know you you lost that first one, and then you kind of went on, like yeah. about midway through that second season, that expectation to win at home had kind of cemented itself. Oh, right? absolutely. You know, Bobby Bowden always said, there's, "There's when you take over a program, there's four phases you have to go through. First one is you're going to lose big, all right. Then the second phase is you're going to lose by small points, all right. Then you make the transition by winning those close games." That's the third phase, then winning the, all those games with big scores. And so what we were doing, we were in a transition going from an 0-9 season to the next season, 7-2. and two. And by the way, at the time, that was the biggest turnaround in Division Three history, winning uh, seven more games than the previous year. And, uh, you know, it's kind of ironic. Uh, the team that broke that record about uh, – 
15 years later was Susquehanna University, which was the team that I was the defensive coordinator. The year before I got there, I think Susquehanna had won only one or two games. And then uh, my first year there, not because of me, obviously we had some great right. players, but uh, we ended up going like 11-2. and two, and, we, and I just happened to look at the uh, all the records from the NCAA and I opened up the page and the record we beat was the Maryville College record. Uh, from the uh, uh, seventy-five to seventy-six season, so that was kind of ironic that you know having something like that. So Boone, you you you're historic. I, I think Tony, we'll just have to agree. Uh, possibly you and I were living right, and we, we just got blessed. Yes, yes. I mean, we you know seriously, we at that point in time, and I talked to you about how you know uh, we had great talent. You know that uh, a lot of the players on our team nowadays would be playing at your. Your uh, division, I still one double A. Your UT Chattanoogas, your mm-hmm. your Georgia Southern schools like that. But you know, at that time, they did not have those type of schools in in Florida and in Georgia. So the talent that we had were really you know you know a, a one double A level t- or or mid division one type of level players that we had on the team. Kenny Dickens, Keith uh, uh, Goodwin, Alvin Nance, Kenny Adair, all, all those guys that you know if you're Associated with Maryville College, you knew those were great, great football players. Yeah, you just mentioned Wall of Fame players. Yeah, yeah, they're all Wall of Fame players, and you know, uh, you know Wayne Dunn, who's a, was a close personal friend of mine, a linebacker, uh, Ken Hanna. I mean, guys that uh, I just really looked up to, and just great guys, great guys. And being at Maryville taught me something. I, I finally learned how to listen to country music. I hear so you. I was I was a good old a boy from. The, from Florida, and uh, I learned country real quick up here. Did you hey, listen to WGAP? WGAP, <laughs> WGAP, that was it. Absolutely. Hey, hey, Wayne, here's a, here's a good quick one. Uh, being involved in sports, you had to get in the library and study, and I was in there every night just trying my best as an English major, quite the challenge for me. And I happened to glance over one night, and, and Tony would come in at the same time. He would sit in the same chair. He would grab the thickest book he had, and sit there and study, but but he was facing like the exit door. And a small library, you kind of glance around every night. Carol's dad was head of security at Maryville College. Guess what he saw? This was before they were dating steady. <laughs> Tony, guess what he saw when he first walked in that door for the security check? What was that? Tony Iruli sitting there, Mr. Athlete, <laughs> putting on a show as the most studious person in the whole school. <laughs> Tony is so smart. I mean... He knew he had to impress her dad. Yeah. And every night he saw him, and that was just so funny. Well, I got to tell you a funny story here. I mean, <laughs> a lot of yeah, phases of recruiting, yeah, yeah, right? Coach? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Carol's father, uh, Eldria Hurst, was the head security guard at Maryville for 35 years. Carol's mother, uh, Etta, uh, you know, worked there on campus in the in the dining room and in housekeeping for many years. So, the school, and they lived right on campus. There was a house there. It's the Alexander House. It's still there. That was Carol's house. And uh, I remember, this is before I met Carol, uh, I went ahead and uh, had a date, and, and uh, she lived in, in the, uh, the dorm right next to the ath- athletic uh, building right there. And it's, it's, you park and you had to walk maybe about 40 yards to get in the front door. So I kind of thought that, uh, you know, I wanted to impress her. So why walk? Why not just, since I'm in my car, just drive down the, the, wa- the uh, walkway towards the dorm in my car and take her and open up the door and let her in the dormitory, which is exactly what I did. <laughs> opened up the door, drove down there, opened up the door, let her in the dormitory, got back to my car. Also, I saw lights. 
oh, coming no. off security lights like this. And I said, I got to get out of here. So I backed up my car and ran over a boulder oh. right there. And so the back <laughs> wheels of the car were uh, 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 off the ground. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, I see these two big old guys uh, coming out of the car. And uh, the, the, the older guy, uh, who's chief first, says, boy, what are you doing? And I said, well, I dropped off my date here. And all they started laughing. And the other person in the car was laughing, too. It ended up being Carol's brother. Oh, wow. They were laughing. And so they pushed me off. And they said, all right, I'll see you do this again. Well, three weeks later, you know, it was my first date with Carol. Uh. All right. So I go ahead and go to the house and knock on the door, open up the door. And all of a sudden, it's. Chief Hearst oh, oh, at the doorway. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. And I look at him. He goes, don't I know you from somewhere? I go, yes, sir. Uh, uh, somebody comes in. Well, you are going to get Carol back here by 10 o'clock, aren't you? Yes, sir. No problem. I'll make sure she gets back. I got her back up home by 930. <laughs> and so that's, that's a little... Uh, uh, Family uh, inside information, all that, That's but uh, funny. but it was uh, you know it was really meant a lot uh, you know with Carol's family, with the close ties there, and they were just wonderful people, and you know the, them letting an Italian with a funny last name coming into their household. I mean that was a, uh, a real real joy for me as well. Tony, do you remember the uh, the airplane story Carol always told? What was that related to a certain Bill Cruz? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Cruz, <laughs> yes, back. yes. Well, you know, Bill Cruz, uh, you know, he, you know, he has his own airplane company, and uh, he goes ahead and uh, while we were in college, he was getting his his uh, uh, his uh, license to fly a plane. Oh, and uh, you know, and he would take me up every now and then, and we get go to the airport, fly around Maryville a couple times, and uh, then uh, uh, she. Uh, and, you know, he'd get his hours in. So somehow I talked Carol into coming with me that one time. Oh, man, you're uh, persuasive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Carol, of course, she, she's dating. You know, she says there's no way she would do it now, but she's dating me and said, okay, we'll do it. Well, we get in the stinking plane, and we, we take off, and we fly around Maryville, and we, we swoop down low around over Maryville College. And we're going over where Carol lived, and we saw her mother getting out of the car with the groceries, all right, and uh, was walking to the car. So Bill kind of swooped down low and just kind of wiggled his wings as he flew over the top where he went to the airport. And, and so uh, uh, so later on that day, we go back to Carol's house, and we were just talking, and Carol's mom says, you know, I saw the funniest thing. I'm going in there. I saw this plane just swoop down and wiggle its wings at me. And, of course, <laughs> You know, we never told her. That was us in there. And, you know, and, and if, you know, if she happens to be listening to the show right now, this is probably the first time she's ever heard the story. Breaking news, right? Breaking here. news like this. I'm probably going to get in trouble with it. But, uh, Good job. But, but, Boone. Uh, Booner, way to go, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great story and all. Oh, that, you know, talking about, you, you, we had talked a little bit yeah. off the air last time, and, and actually Boone brought it up uh, about a, uh, a special 40-year anniversary of that, sure. that great mm-hmm. series, and that there was a certain motivational moment where somebody might have painted a stadium and you might have blamed it on, on a certain yeah. college? Well, we got uh, – you know, we're preparing – our senior season, preparing to play Carson Newman. Oh. And uh, so uh, – Funny, small world. It's funny. We're amazing <laughs> how that happens. Big and rival. So, well, we had not played each other for about 10 years. I mean, 
you know, you know, for a while, you know, in small college football wise, that was a huge rivalry. That's like on same level where you know Tennessee played Alabama. All the big rivalries at the major college level. For, for the small college level, it was Carson Newman and Maryville College. Well, mm. over the years, that stopped because Maryville went the, into the Division Three non scholarship way. Carson Newman at the time was NAI scholarship game. And so, you know, the levels of competition was, was not, not the same. But we went ahead and, and got them scheduled for our senior season. And it was, I mean, they came to our place. And it was like what you see in those old-time pictures where people are standing on the sideline watching the game. I mean, the place was just packed. Well, as part of motivation, uh, one of our players – which I kind of thought it was one player. I thought it was Dave Osborne and a couple of his buddies. But <laughs> we found out at our reunion you know, a year or two ago that was actually a guy named Bill Seaton, who loans a local limousine service in the area. And uh, they, he went ahead and spray painted you know, uh, on, the, uh, on the sidewalk in front of the cafeteria, I think, like, death to, I really death to. Uh, oh, wow. I mean, I mean, just <laughs> spray painted just, you know, graffiti. Wow. You, know, you know, go Carson Newman, all that. So, you know, I just got us all jacked up. We're saying, hey, they're coming uh, into our place, you know. In, in, it wasn't any curse words or anything like that, but it was just, you know, go Car- Carson Newman like this. So that got us all fired up. Well, you know, when we had the reunion, I think uh, Bill Seaton finally came forward and uh, admitted that, that it was him. I had no idea at all Just that. Clint came clean. Just finally, you know, he had to get it off his chest and all that. And I'm sitting there saying, oh, man, I thought it was this other guy that did it. <laughs> That's that. awesome. But, uh, but, know, but that whole time, did you know it was one of your own players for a long time, or did that kind no, of No, 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 no. It wasn't until, uh, you know, a year, couple of years later that I, I thought, you know, no one told me directly, but I thought it was another player and his buddy that did it. All right, no one was, actually said it to me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> all the time I thought it was him, but it was actually a couple other players that did that. That's, but that's it got us jacked up. We were ready to go and play against and, them. And you guys upset them, Yeah, right? beat them uh, like uh, – Fifteen to seven, and uh, we had a, a reunion, and uh, you know I was able to. F- uh, John Bobo had the, uh, uh, the the film of it, and so I went ahead and made copies, DVDs to everyone, and uh, and uh, so uh, everyone was able to uh, uh, have have that game uh, in, in hand personally. That's so it was awesome. a lot of fun. Hey Tony, speaking of uh, film, tell the listeners about uh, your story with Bobby Bowden. Well. Uh, Bobby Bowden, you know, he, you know, he, he's from Birmingham. He he played at Howard College, which w- is now Samford. Oh, okay. Or in Birmingham, and and Bobby's got into coaching, uh, you know, and of course with me, you know, I you know, I coached with Terry for about a, a, a dozen years and know the family. You know, I've been to Bobby's house. Bobby's been to my house mm. uh, before and and uh, after games, and so uh, so. Bobby, when he became a head coach, was at Howard College, all right, which, you know, like I said, is now Sanford. Well, his very first game was against Maryville College. Really? Yes. And so, you know, while I was the head coach at Maryville, I looked for it. You know, I want to say, you know, say, man, is there any way I could, you know, find this film? And so, you know, so after about a year or two, you know, I was going through all the different hidden areas up in the gymnasium over at the college and finally found it. Oh, wow. And so I went ahead and made, uh, it was on 16-millimeter film. I turned it over to DVD, and uh, 
I went to a, uh, a, a football clinic that Bobby and uh, Terry Bowden and, and uh, Jeff and Tommy Bowden were all, they're all there. They were speaking. They were the hot, uh, highlight uh, speakers of the, uh, of the clinic. And so I went up to Bobby and I said, hey, Coach Bowden, I just, you know, uh, he go, hey, boy, how you doing? You're Tony, how you doing? You know, and so anyway, I said, hey, Coach, listen. I, I want to give you something, and so I handed him and, and gave him the uh, a DVD of very first game uh, that he was the head coach and very first game that uh, you know beat Maryville. Right. And so, uh, so it's kind of funny, you know, back in the day when Bobby was the head coach, he was on the inno- innovation of all the wide open stuff and mm-hmm. throwing the ball all over the place. Well, you know, I watched the film. I mean, it's two tight ends, power eye formation, <laughs> you know, running ISO about five straight times. I mean, just. <laughs> So uh, standard, standard old time <laughs> type of football, but that's the way they played. But it was it was really nice. It was special because, like I said, I've got so much respect for uh, Bobby and and Ann. Uh, you know, when uh, uh, we were at Sanford, uh, you know, bo- when Bobby had an off week, he'd come up to Sanford to uh, uh, watch a game. And at my house, as Bob Robert knows, that is always kind of the get together house for coaches mm-hmm. after games and stuff like that. And so we would have things over our house, and Bobby and Ann would come on over. And to, I mean, you know, Bobby, Bobby reminds me so much like da- how Dabo Sweeney is. Yeah, I mean, just just a just real good, dude, good, real guy, just good guy, very sincere. Bobby, you know, whenever someone he was at a game, Bobby would, whenever a person would come up and ask for an autograph, Bobby would sign it. He talked to everyone. He never shied away from just talking to the the standard Joe who just mm-hmm. wanted to shake hands and. And that was Bobby Bowden. He never shied away from that. And, uh, you know, he's you know he's definitely one of my heroes. Absolutely. Tony, I think he had uh, 11 straight seasons with 11 wins. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, yeah I mean, you're just not going to see that anymore and all unbelievable. that. And uh, it was just, uh, like I said, it was, it was great being associated with that, uh, with uh, the Bowden family. And uh, it was just, just good football. It was great times during those days. Absolutely. Great, great first segment. We went yeah. – We've get, we've spanned the gamut one more time, and we'll, we'll do it we'll do it twice more today. But let's get to a break. Listen okay. to these great sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to dig into some key players that you had locally. Okay, uh, you got some players, former players from when you were at Maryville College, sure. that are making big headway in the coaching world right now. So Absolutely. we'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to the Grind 100.9 FM, 8:50 AM, and streaming at wkvl.com. We'll be right back. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948. Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. The Blunt Partnership is committed to leading the Blunt County business community through this coronavirus outbreak. We will continue to be a resource for all businesses, as well as supplying up-to-date information for our community. Please check out our website for updated information at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber 
on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. This is Alex Melvin, CEO of Rural King. Livestock is essential to America. Rural King is working hard to provide your essential livestock supplies. You can buy online at RuralKing.com and pick up in-store. Rural King is open from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. with the first hour reserved for our customers over 60 and we insist no more than one adult per cart shopping at any time. God bless all of you and God bless our country. Rural King, America's farm and home store. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch the grind not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner and Coach Tony Iruli here on a Friday edition of The Grind. We call it Coach Tony Part Due. All right. uh, Are you ready for it? I hear you. Uh, But but we've had just just four – well, I guess actually this third segment because we just – I just forgot about the last yeah. break to Wednesday, so we just had one. But gotcha. But anyway, uh, three great segments, and we'll continue to do that right here. But you talk about you know coming to Maryville, mm-hmm. and, and then again, kind of ingraining yourself in Blunt County and, and what that looks like. And over your time between you know just being here and playing, and then coming back and coaching, yep. and, and then now being a resident. Uh, Football's a big deal in Blunt County. And, oh, sure. And between the local high schools and feeding Maryville College, there's been a, a great connection for years and years. Uh, speak to some of those that, that you know of, either via coaching, via sure. playing, or, or sure. what have you. Well, I, I, you know, I really believe um, we're in a hotbed of, of uh, great high school athletics here in the Blunt County area, East Tennessee area. I mean, it's important to them. You know, we got outstanding coaches that are involved in whether it's football or basketball or track and field, baseball. I mean, uh, and it's important. I mean, uh, you know, it starts at an early age where, you know, I've got grandkids now that are going through the Little League, the, you know, Pop Warner football teams right now. And, uh, the, you know, the, the coaching over there has, has been very good for those age groups. And people ask me all the time, well, what's the secret for the great successes of the, the Blount County schools, the uh, uh, Maryville, Alcoa, uh, William Blunt Heritage, all those other s- schools in this area. And I tell them it's, it's 
the, the kids start at a very early age. It seems like to me like the youth football teams, the, uh, the, the junior high coaches, the high school coaches, they're all on the same page. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, uh, you know I, it, I would imagine that a lot of the, uh, the, the, the lower levels in terms of the uh, peewee, the, the, the uh, high school teams, I mean, junior high teams, they're running the same type of offenses, defenses that the high schools. Now, my understanding running. is, Boone, and you may could speak to this, but was that a George thing? George Corals? Yeah. Because my understanding is yeah. it is very it is a mm-hmm. it is a watered down version at the Pop Warner level. Sure. You add more terminology at junior high. Yeah. And then when you get to high school, it's literally it's just continuing to unfold the same onion. Sure. And you're just you're just building on that same foundation. And and that's what everybody's always told me is right. they don't have to teach a freshman really anything. No. They it, just have it, to make it, sure he just keeps evolving and all yeah, that. Yeah. Make sure he's clean enough on his routes and what have yeah. you. Tony, and, and, you know and to, give, and to give you an example of this is is uh you know, when I get a chance to talk to other coaches in different parts of the state and all that, uh, you know, there's certain expectations of an athlete uh to play in this area right here. I mean, give you an example for football, since that's what I'm familiar. I mean, it, you better be going in the weight room during the off season. You better be going through conditioning on, you know, you know, with a strength program and all that. And you, you know, there's other places in different parts of the state that's hard to get kids to be coming in voluntarily to, to lift and work out during the off season and all that. You know, here in Blount County, Maryville, Alcoa, I mean, that's that's not even a question. I mean, you're either in there or you're not part of the program. Right. And so coming in, and the parents understand too. That's because that's the biggest thing. The parents understands that if they want to see their son to play and be a part of the program, there are certain expectations, and you're to meet those expectations. If, if not, then, you know, you need to be you know, playing chess or, or checkers or <laughs> right. something like that. I'll tell you, my and, and Boone, Boone knows my father-in-law, and he's yeah. an avid, crazy sports fan. He was, by trade, he was a, a band and orchestra director yeah. at, uh, at a local high school for 38 years. Yeah. So he saw a lot of high school football going Friday sure, nights sure. and what have you. And, and so this past year I had the opportunity and, and hopefully will continue to be the play-by-play guy for Maryville High School. Oh, and, and so – and, again, it's, it's just a transition. You watch them from afar, but you never – seeing them play 15 straight games, yeah. my father-in-law said, you know what makes them special? And, and this is just – this mm-hmm. is third-party mm-hmm. at its best. He said they do everything on purpose. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, that just that's as easy as it comes. But that's that's right. Yeah. They don't they don't luck into a seven yard gain. No, no, they have a way to get seven yards. And when you really look, you know, we'll give you an example, Maryville High School. All right, uh, when you watch them, they don't run a whole bunch of different plays. I mean, they got basic six six or seven run plays, six or seven pass plays. They got variations off it like that. And what they do is, you know, the plays that they have, they they really work it hard and excel at it. And so, what, if there's an adjustment or or some sort of slight change, they're able to to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that comes from George Quarles, uh, obviously Derek, yeah, Gary, Rank, Gary Rankins, yeah, yeah, Rankins, same thing. I mean, you, you look at, at at Gary's record. I mean, it's wherever he's been at, <laughs> where whether it's in Middle Tennessee or Alcoa, he's had success. And so, you know, and what you see is those guys, their philosophy hasn't changed. You know, they they they're consistent in everything they do. Now, their message is the same, and in order for a young man to play for those schools, you know whether it's William Blunt or Heritage, who also even though they don't have yeah. the, the success of the other schools, 
But, you know, I think very highly of those head coaches over there. They're yeah. great and outstanding head coaches. I mean, you know, the message is always the same and consistency is always the same. Yeah, Tony, coach. there's a coach around here. Uh, he, When you stop and do the math, you can't even count all the uh, state championship players he's coached. Coach Sintel with the younger guys. And Don Sintel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about Hall of Fame uh, way back in the 70s. Well, he's – He's literally coached every – at some level, he's coached every player that's won a state championship at Maryville, right? And he's he's established so many core fundamentals. And if you've got players, Tony, doing the basic concepts Coach Quarles want them, wants them to do when they're like eight, yeah. when they get yeah. to high school, do you want a guy that's run a play 20 times or a guy that's run it 3,000? Sure, sure. It's so automatic. And that's that's uh, when you see successful programs, whether it's in Tennessee or Florida or Georgia, you see that the ones that are, are successful, they're on the same page as their junior high, their, their, their uh, youth football programs. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, and so the message is still the same. And they grow and they develop. And the programs that don't have that continuity, that consistency, you know, they always seem to struggle. Tony, tell us about uh, Derek Hunt. He yeah. he was outstanding in high school. Right. Rumor is you had him at Maryville College. Did you see early signs that he was going to be a, a guru? Well, Derek, uh, after he uh, finished Maryville High School, uh, he went to UT and just as a student. And, uh, you know, I think he felt like that uh, he wanted just to go into to UT, somehow maybe hook up with the uh, – the football program and start off as a graduate coach and and kind of get himself into the coaching field. Well, uh, you know, at the time when I was at Maryville, you know, uh, you know, I ran into him along the way, or I can't remember exactly what happened. Anyway, I, I talked to him to come in to, to Maryville uh, uh, College, and so he transferred to Maryville College. And his first year, he, he was a backup. Uh, the second year, uh, he, he was with us. He went ahead and became their starter. Uh, but he he was having uh, injuries. He would get some concussions and and things like that. And so his third year, being our starter, you know, uh, you know, he had a uh, another concussion his first uh, game of the season, third series. And then we we said, okay, that's enough. All right, you know, w- watch it out for his uh, care and his well being, and that was the most important thing. He still made it to every single meeting. He was there with uh, with the quarterbacks. And he, he was, he's making the transition from now a player. Okay, didn't work out well for him as a player because of injuries. Talent-wise, I mean, when he was healthy, he was outstanding. Well, he, absolutely. He never lost as a starter in high school. No, no, no. And, he and, didn't lose. You know, he lost a couple times when he was a, playing at Maryville. But still, you, you saw the talent was not just because he could physically do things, but intellectually he was very yeah. smart. And so uh, that remainder of the season, you know, he was in all the means. He helped our young quarterbacks develop. Then he started to make the transition. He started volunteering over at uh, Maryville High School. And uh, then uh, after he graduated, he came assistant over at the high school. And so, you know, I'm just so proud of Derek. I mean, the, the thing that you don't want to do as a coach, and that's kind of the inside word whenever you're coaching, you, you don't want to follow a legend. Right. All right, you it's don't want tough. to be the guy that's going to follow uh, Bear Bryant, which was Ray Perkins. You know, you, you want to be Gene Stallings, uh, who's two or three coaches removed, win national championship. You don't want to be a guy that's going to one day follow a Dabble Sweeney or follow a, 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 a Phil Fulmer. You know, those legendary type of guys. Uh, you know, you don't want to be, 
you know, so to follow uh, Coach Quarles and seeing the success uh, Derek has had, uh, to me, I think that's just really awesome. Well, and the weight that was put there because he was yeah. handpicked. I mean, it yeah, was. It was it, I mean, you know, you, you know, look at it. I mean, uh, you know, if he loses one game, I mean, all of a sudden it's it's. You know, he's not as good as the previous head coach. I mean, I mean, it, you know, the expectations are so high at, at, yeah. the, at the high school, and uh, you know, it's going to be the same thing in Alcoa when Coach leaves over Alcoa. But, uh, but still, you know, him being able to be consistent. I mean, you know, the you know he learned very well from George. You know, and Derek's you know smart and intelligent. He's he's put his own wrinkle on how he does things over there, and uh, it's very gratifying seeing the success he has over there. Uh, you know, again, had the opportunity to be with Maryville this whole season, sure. right? And, and, and you know, it, it's just – it's interesting because Derek and I are really close in yeah. age, yeah. And, and I just wish I had it put together like that. So, yeah, yeah. Because he's just he's – a, he's a really great dude. And, and he's just – he's about the kids. He, he ends every practice with a prayer. Yeah. And I think yeah. he's, he's – you know, he's – we're going to do things and we're going to do them the right way. Correct. And, and it's kind of the old antage oh, – I can't remember who said it. It might have been Bear Bryant. Uh, but said we're we're gonna run this play three times in a row good before we quit. It might take us two thousand times to do it, but we're gonna get it three straight times <laughs> sure, before sure. we do it. And and really, I've seen him. They run the same play, and it is clean. And I'm like, yeah. I'm at practice, and I'm like, that's it. Yeah, and yeah. he is livid. Yeah, because because a lineman didn't release right, and on the opposite side. But he just knows. Sure. Everything has to be right for this to work. And, and, yeah. and it's just those details. You know, uh, somebody was talking about the elevation of Tennessee high school football. Yeah. Um, a few – I mean, it was probably a year ago now. But uh, they said, you know, there's been a lot of good influx of coaches mm -hmm. in, in Tennessee. And, and I couldn't help but think, if you look at it, between – and I'll give some credit, Coach Hammontree – at Heritage when he was at Maryville, oh. uh, Coach Quarles when he you know when he's had his success at Maryville, Coach Rankins, mm -hmm. uh, those people and the success that they had early on forced other schools to hire better coaches to sure. get better people in here and work harder. And so I put a lot of credit for the elevation of it. Just at least if if nothing else, East Tennessee, right on the shoulders of of George Quarles, Gary Rankins, Tim Hammontree. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, Coach Hammontree, I, I mean, I got so much respect for him. I mean, you know, he's he's in a tough situation over there at uh, at Heritage, uh, but he he stays with his philosophy and what way he does things and he, I mean, he coaches the heck out of those guys and does a su super super job. The the thing is, is that the the recruits in the state of Tennessee have have improved. You know, you would always know that. You know, that was the reason why you, a lot of times you see University of Tennessee, they would always be signing guys from Florida and Georgia, uh, Texas, California, all over the place because, you know, every year they would only be able to sign about seven, eight major college-level type of kids from the state of Tennessee, all right? It wasn't enough. Now you see those numbers are increasing because I think the talent's getting better, the coaching is getting better, and therefore, you know, now you're seeing Tennessee – Signing more in-state players, which is always a huge advantage for the for the Tennessee, and the same thing, you know, for you know at the other levels, you know, at Carson Newman, you know, we have to recruit a lot of guys from out of state. You know, when we played at Maryville College, like I told you, we had 100 guys on the team, 50 were from Florida, and so uh, so what we're what we're seeing over Carson Newman is the improvement in the talent level in the state of Tennessee, which helps in our recruiting efforts. Oh yeah, hey Tony. Uh, you were you hinted earlier. You're on that committee. 
Yeah. We've got to tell the, the story about the uh, the taunting rule and uh, the years that you had to work and yeah. how it came about. Well, uh, I, w- I was on the NCAA Rules Committee for the American Football Coaches Association from uh, 2008 to 2011. And so, you know, I was there at the time when the, the big taunting rules were starting to take place. We talked about it last time. And each member would try to sponsor a certain uh, rule change and all that. We kind of we kind of laughed because we said every time we make a rule change, it's to clean up the stuff that the University of Miami would be doing. You know, I mean, they'd break every single rule, would do everything that just drive people crazy. So it took us about 10 years to kind so, of get things cleaned up. So you got like the Michael Irvin rule. Yeah. You got like the, yeah we, we, in fact, we probably named it. Warren Sapp. Yeah, we named it after a few of their players. I hear the, you. the one big rule I sponsored, you know, each member would try to sponsor and push it, was, was the taunting rule. It, it drive me crazy seeing. Guys, you know, like t- Miami would do, you know, Show guys going for a touchdown. Well, you know, he's 20, 20 yards away from the goal line. He'd stick the ball out there and taunting players and all that type of stuff, go for a touchdown. Michael Irvin wouldn't do that, would he? Oh, I, I think I think we named it the uh, Irving rule. <laughs> and so, uh, so so, the rule I pushed for in the past was now, you know, if you taunt, all right, it's a spot foul plus 15 yards, so it takes away the touchdown. And I, I told him when we were – but when we were pushing, I said, "Listen, I guarantee you, you know, all they got to do is see one person get a touchdown, take it away, it'll stop it." Oh, absolutely! And the very first week, there was like two or three of those uh, calls that were made. Uh, it took away the touchdown, and you don't see that taunting anymore. Well, that, that, it's eliminated. Basically. I remember the first year it come out because uh, you remember yeah. who got the first one for Tennessee? I do. Who was that? Cordero Patterson. Yeah. And yeah. the thing was, is that you know he's a he's a deer, he's a gazelle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just. He just floats, and he just he basically just like kind of sashayed into yeah, the end yeah. zone. They popped that penalty, and I went, "What did he do?" I was like, "Yeah, there yeah. wasn't anybody to hit him." You know, I I, yeah, I yeah. was fully thinking it was a defensive penalty, yeah. and, uh, and and they went, you know, taunting, yeah. you know, spot foul, and he, he we put it on the three yard line, backed it up, backed and we didn't get in. Yeah, you're welcome. And from that <laughs> point, from that yeah. point on, I don't I don't know you that you don't see it. You don't see it. Hey, you lose the game yeah. and the coach oh, gets boy. on you, that'll get their attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see it. And, you know, just to kind of clean it up. I mean, we just to me, it was more, you know, in those days, the uni- the, the the University of Miami days, I mean, it, was, it was the Wild West. And, uh, you know, every, every imaginable way, I mean, a lot of it was choreographed. You know, you, know, you should be spending more time, uh, you know, it, the NFL is kind of driving me crazy too because now a guy scores a touchdown. Well, you know, they've, they've, they've got a uh, – a procession of of celebrations and going on that they practice during during their practice. I mean, it's it's football. Let's hey hey, let's have a little fun, you know, like this. But you know, y'all feel let's play. And Was there another uh, rule, Tony, that y'all are proud of in that committee? Well, another one I sponsored was uh, uh, the one that really protected the offensive line uh, lineman. You know, when, whenever uh, there was a, a field goal or extra point. Defenses would line up like three guys on like the offensive guard. I remember off- that. Yeah, the offensive guard would step down and protect the inside gap. What was but was just getting blown back and you know, getting their legs hurt, knees hurt, and so the other one I kind of sponsored was now you, you're only allowed to have two, and one can't be head up. One you know, one has to be inside shoulder, one has to be outside shoulder, and so uh, so that's eliminated a lot of the, the 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 needless injuries to something like that, and that was you know. The, the thing about being part of that uh, rules committee, you know, we want to try to find a way to make the uh, uh, sport better, but at the same time, you know, protecting players, you know, the, the 
uh, is very primary for what we were doing. And so, uh, so those three years there, I was very proud of it. And it, to me, it's really been one of the highlights of my careers being a part on that on the uh, the committee for the NCAA. That's that's pretty cool. Plus, I mean, going up to Indianapolis. Ain't bad either. Ain't bad too, and all that. So that's a good place up there. Ooh, Can you, you imagine Tony watching the football game, Wayno, and then pointing and going, "I sponsored that rule." I mean, yeah. that's that's a moment. <laughs> well, there's times when I go ahead and watch a game, and uh, with my son AJ, and I say, "Hey, that's a rule I sponsored." He says, "Dad, I can't believe you did that." <laughs> so. Either way, either way, I love the yeah. cleaning up the Miami thing because the Sugar Vols will always have me yeah. a little bit going. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but anyway, guys, let's get to our last break of the day. Sure. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, I want to close this thing up with with a really good talk about one kind of foundational things for Coach Iruly, like how he got into football. Some of his his family members are also in the sport or in sports period, and so we want to talk about that. And then also some keynotes to young players on how to go about your business to get to where coach I really at, at Carson Newman at University of Tennessee wherever you want to go how to make that transition we'll talk about that on the flip you're listening to the grind 100.9 FM 850 AM and streaming at WKBL.com Rocky Top Sports we'll be back you don't want to miss it Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, 
individual and business tax returns. Compilation Review and Assurance Services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. This announcement from the Knox Area Rescue Ministries. Carm Stores is taking action to protect donors, customers, volunteers, and team members amidst the COVID-19 situation. In accordance with Executive Order 23 by the Governor of Tennessee, all donation centers and retail operations are closed until the order has expired. Please keep all your items for donation until our donation locations are able to reopen. Your continued support is essential to helping us continue to serve the homeless and those in need in the Knox area. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner and Coach Tony Iruli talking sports here on a Friday edition. Coach, uh, we, we want to kind of save this last segment for, for a little kind of, I don't know, kind of wrap-up yep. kind of deal. But but one, I kind of my teaser said we want to talk about how you influenced football and how football influenced you. Talk about kind of that grassroots level, like how you got started in sports and then the family side of it. Well, you know, growing up, uh, my mother uh, moved down to uh, Sarasota, Florida from Illinois. My parents divorced. My mother and my, me and my three brothers, uh, uh, I, two of them were all within a year of each other. And my four, youngest brother, I had a brother David, brother Nick, and brother Steve. You know, all we did was try to do things to, to make our mom, our grandparents proud. And the way we did it was going through sports. And we grew up and we played, you know, on the same little league teams together. My brother Dave, Nick, and myself, you know, since we were closer to age, Steve was about three, four years younger. But we played baseball together. We played football together. You know, it was in the day that uh, we would get up early in the morning before school, uh, eat breakfast, go out in, in a vacant lot right next to our house, play baseball or football for about 15, 20 minutes, then catch the school bus, go to school. Then when we would come back home, uh, we would play baseball, football with the neighborhood kids for an hour, hour and a half every single day, and that you know you, that's that's how society has changed. You don't see kids going outside unless they're playing basketball. You don't see kids playing pickup football games or baseball games or anything like that. Right. But uh, you know, so we went ahead and we went to college. I mean, to high school together at Cardinal Mooney. My brothers, they all made all conference. Uh, Dave, Nick, and Steve. Dave played some baseball over at Maryville College for a couple of years. Played a, a was a pitcher. 
Uh, Nick didn't do anything in college. Steve played a little bit over at Valdosta State. But we're all very active. You know, I had a sister, Christina, that was a cheerleader. So sports, I mean, that was that was it. My mom would go ahead and raise us. Uh, right after work, she and the ladies in the neighborhood would go ahead and make sure we were right there at practice. The other parent would pick us up. But that was our life. You know, it was sports, athletics. And so it was very big uh, with us. Same thing with my, my family. You know, my son, A.J., you know, he played uh, uh, football, baseball in, in, in high school, was on the Pennsylvania East-West football game, played baseball here at Maryville College for a couple of years. My, my daughter, Katie, she was a cheerleader at, at, at Maryville College. Uh, she, 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 she did track when she was in high school. My youngest daughter, Kelly, uh, she, uh, she was a golfer. Oh, uh, wow. So she played golf. But the other sport she played was rugby. And so she that's was. A tra- that's a yeah. And so she played rugby here at Maryville High School. So uh, you know, not too many times can you say, "Hey, you know, you make the transition from golf. <laughs> All right, now you now you're going ahead and uh, play rugby." Right. But I, I tell you what, I just loved watching her play rugby and the, huh. the women's team over at the high school. Hey, so, Tony, if I'm a pitcher, are you saying there was a possibility I would have three Irulis come up and hit against me? It'd be a strong chance. Strong <laughs> chance. And uh, love it. Was, you know, we we played and we could we would always ride home. Uh, we had a tra- uh, tradition after every uh, game we would win. My my mom or my grandparents would always take us to a Dairy Queen, and we'd nice. always have a banana banana split. So it's good to see that uh, my my son and my son in law they're still doing the same thing with their kids as well and all well, that. Yeah, that was maybe one of my favorite days living in Blunt Counties when they built the Dairy Queen. That's right. Like it, I was it, all it, about I'm, it. I'm a half a mile away. I think I, <laughs> I've got a lifelong membership to the Dairy Queen. Over Did there. you eat a peanut butter barfay ever? No, no, no. It was <laughs> you all, missed it. It was all banana split. All banana yeah, split. I, I kept it simple and all that. I've I've heard I've bridged the gap. I get a banana split blizzard. If you ain't done That's it, not you bad. should. Banana you, split lizard. Yeah, if you haven't done it, you should. You'll well, the way I look right it. now, I, you know, nah. I, I, it, would fit, it would fit just so well for me right now. Oh, uh, Tony, I think the the rivalry and the bragging rights between you brothers has really made you guys better. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it's it was, we always have silly rivalry. I mean, I was the oldest, so obviously I, I thought I knew more than my <laughs> other brothers. And uh, my other brothers, their their whole intention was making sure that. They put me in my place quite often. Getting up there, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, so you know, we're very competitive. But I, I tell you, looking back, you know, you know, you 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 pull the old albums out with the the articles and the pictures when we were younger, and uh, it's pretty special seeing myself and Dave and Nick and Steve. You know, you know, we're on the same teams and we're playing together and all that. And I think that was real special. And uh, like I said, uh, my mom uh, did a great job of raising basically of. of four sons and a daughter uh by herself and uh you know and uh you know we, we just love her to death and she's still doing well you know mom mama i really and so she's uh she's she's the the strength of our family absolutely and talking about strength of family and kind of that development side just just kind of these last five minutes yeah. if it, you know you talk about how things have changed yeah. and Kids don't get outside anymore and things like yeah. that. But what what do you say for upcoming, whether it's junior high or what have you, because yeah. you're a coach at this sure. point and you're recruiting said players. You know, what what about today's sports do you say, if you had these bag of tricks, you know, couple things to, hey, if you take care of these things, you'll be successful. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you got for them? Well, I, I think first, first of all, well, I'm not – what I don't like seeing is sort of like the transition right now that's going on with these all these – specialized uh, 
teams, these specialized travel teams. It's kind of going in the route where basketball would go. You know, where hey, hey, coaches, you. yeah, yeah, you know, basketball coaches, they would hardly ever talk to the high school coach because, you know, to recruit the kids, you had to talk to the AAU coach. Hmm. And, you know, in a way, football's starting to evolve a little bit to that. Also, they got their special coaches, and you know. And I, I tell recruits, you know, go, go away from that stuff, all right? You know, we, you know we get, I get about 100 emails every single day about recruits, you know, from these different services and all that. You know, the guy that I'm going to trust, whether the guy's able to play or not, is the high school coach, all right? So if I was a young recruit, I'm doing everything what that high school coach is telling me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to someone now. I'm paying him five hundred dollars to teach me on the side how to do something like that. I'm, I'm I'm working with my high school coach. Second biggest thing is watch yourself on social media. I mean, if we're uh, if I'm recruiting a kid, I guarantee you I'm getting on Facebook and I'm seeing if that kid what is he making remarks? Is if he's <clears throat> cursing? Is he swearing? Is he making uh, racial remarks? Is 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 he uh, belittling women? Uh, you know, and, and it's amazing what you find out. Right. And, you know, I, I know me, and especially being at Carson Newman, you know, we're, we're going to drop that kid just like that. You know, because, you know, that's not the type of person <coughs> that we want over at Carson Newman. And so uh, so if, if I was a, a young man that's going through the high school, you know, get off that dang on Facebook. You know, you know I'm, I'm on Facebook, but, you know, you never see anything political right. that I do. I mean, to me, Facebook is nothing but family and friends and uplifting things that are going, especially nowadays and all that. And the people that are just, you know, want to do stuff political all the time. I mean, you know, forget it. All right. I want to see guys that are, are, are solid young men going through it and all that. And I know there's a lot of stuff out there, but, you know, that's my big advice. I, whenever I talk to a, a recruits, get off that Facebook stuff, watch what you're saying, because it, when you put it down, there's a history down. Mm. And we, we can always look at, back into that. Yeah, and the, the thing is, is long gone are the days to where you say it to one person and, and, you know, you can kind of fix it. Once it's on social media, you can delete it all you yeah, want, yeah. but it's on somebody's screenshot. It's 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 out there. So Absolutely. I think Absolutely. those are great points to say. Boone, we're, we're, we're up against the line again. But, man, Coach Iruly has filled two big shows <laughs> with just great content and great conversation. A man that, that, that came from Florida – Moved up to Blunt County, went to Maryville College, has traveled the basically middle to east part of the country, right. and, uh, and has coached at a lot of places. Has settled there at at Carson Newman College, and is is recruiting young men today. Well, maybe not today, but in this That's season. Right. But uh, I, I, we're still going through a lot of strange times right now. I, I mean, hear. this is all unknown territory, and what's going to be happening over the next several months and all that. Absolutely. But I, I appreciate you having me over. I mean, you you know my price. All you got to do is. You know, some water and some donuts, I'm here. Hey. I mean, I, I'll show up for anything. We can do it. Dunkin' Donuts. Love yeah. it. What do you think, Boone? Hey, Tony, Yeah. real quick, what's what's a linebacker comes in here? What's one or two things he doesn't know? Say that again? What's your one advice to a linebacker? Oh, one, one advice to a linebacker? Just uh, being able to uh, step up. Now, the, the role of a linebacker is a lot different from when we played where the linebacker is big, tough, and physical. Now that linebacker's got to be able to run in open space. So that's a big difference linebacker nowadays. Lateral quickness. Absolutely. Well, Coach, we have filled two hours, and I sure appreciate it. Glad to be here. I'll always invite you back, and I'll hope you show back up. I will be here. (laughs) But uh, if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.